got Ian Oscars to the break of dawn on the stage all night, and I'll break your jaw because I'm Will Smith, and I. <laughs> Hey, Chris Rock, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Miles Offside podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of public physical assault. (laughs) Uh, My name is Chuck Bailey, and with me, as ever, for the time being, is super producer Ian Stimson. Um, Ian, I apologise, that sounded a lot more sinister uh, and (laughs) impending than I intended it. Just a little Um, offhand thing you were going to say, but no, yeah, it sounded like a threat, yeah. Yeah, you're not that old, so it's fine. Um, how are you, sir? How are things? How is life? Yeah, yeah, very well, very well, thank you. I've actually enjoyed a little break from football, to be honest. Mm-hmm. it's uh, It's been quite nice to just, I don't know, not have the relentless relentless football. We had a sort of mini, mini Premier League week last week and then nothing this week and some pointless friendlies, some not pointless playoffs and... You know, yeah. it's, it's been it's been nice. It's been nice. I'm looking forward to getting back to it, but it's been nice. Maybe that's something to be said then, because it kind of like the football tapered down. So it wasn't like, a, you know, true. you didn't rip the plaster off. It was just very <laughs> kind of gradual when you eased into the international break. And now we're kind of in a position where we can we can ramp up into it. Um, I mean, at the point of, you know, asking a pointless question, have you seen any of the international football? I watched a little bit of England. <laughs> A little bit. I watched um, a little bit of England. A little bit of England. I watched the three Palace players be on, and then I switched it off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. But yeah, friendlies fine. I thought we'd got rid of friendlies. I thought the Nations League had banished friendlies to a state of nothingness. But I suppose Southgate needs to have a tinker. I suppose at some point. So, but I've got no interest in it really. No, I mean all the fake injuries at the minute that are going on. Your Trent Alexander Arnold and your Reese James Knox and your and your all that kind of thing and it's going an FPL nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I've, half my team's orange now, and I don't I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but I am enjoying the distance and and not having to deal with it. Um, yeah. Whilst we are on uh, the subject of international fixtures, obviously there are a few things that we would like to mention. Um, it, that team, you remember the, uh, the the country? You know, the ones in the Euro final, uh, they were really good. England? Um, Italy. Italy. Well, England. Yeah, obviously England England were... Well, no, that final no, was really t- turgid. <laughs> um, it was like wading through bilious sludge. Uh, and then there were penalties. Um, Italy... <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure yes. I called this last week. Uh, don't know, maybe someone go back and listen. You probably won't, but just so, just believe me. Uh, knocked out in the 93rd minute <laughs> by North Macedonia. Num 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 num. Footballing powerhouse, North Macedonia. Eat that exactly. Like Italy have now not qualified for two World Cups on the bounce. Mm, yeah. Concentrating on the Euros. Concentrating on Europe uh, and strengthening there. Um, but I mean, you know, Jorginho has now missed three penalties in a row for yeah. Italy. He's, yeah, exactly. That's that's the feels like the good luck charm gone, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your little skippy, skippy McSkipper, <laughs> skip kick. Even Pickford didn't wait. No, did he hit the post against Pickford or did Pickford save it? Oh, I can't remember. I've slept since I then. think Pickford, I think T-Rex hand saved it, you know. <laughs> Good lord, um, I I don't like being churlish about these things. You know, you it's not? not it's not a good quality in a person. I don't think is it not? <laughs> is it not? But um, I live in a city with an extensive Italian population, and uh, they were not. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Peterborough's got hmm. Peterborough's got a few. Like we've got a big a big Polish contingent, a big uh, Italian contingent, a big Pakistani contingent. Makes for some. Really good food around, I, I must admit, some lovely delis and stuff. But mm-hmm. what it does make for is when you lose the Euro final to Italy, it makes it a fucking hellscape of a place to live. Yeah, and, even um, more than normal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they did not go easy on the, uh, the English residents of Peterborough, and neither should they. That's, <laughs> you know, neither should they. But mm, num, 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 <laughs> revenge... It's not. It's not a revenge. We haven't got anything, yeah. but you know, it's best served cold and North Macedonian. I think. Yeah, I mean, I was saying for ages. I mean, I've I've been off Twitter for quite a while because you know you mentioned Hellscape to <laughs> <laughs> Peterborough. You know, yeah. um, the bird app is is up there, and uh, because of the way you know, there's three, four team brackets in Europe anyway for the final World Cup places. 
and the press when Portugal and Italy got drawn in the same four, they're all going, "Oh, one of one of Portugal and Italy <laughs> won't be there." And like every single time, as like a really petty thing, every time I saw one of those come up, I quote tweeted it, put an asterisk, and put at least one of because I was like this yeah. is going to happen like it, it is potential that both of them don't and if Portugal after Italy going if Portugal in what would be he who must not be named last World Cup <laughs> if they get knocked out in a qualifier mm. at home mm. in Portugal by North Macedonia like we all have to fucking get behind that and and if even just perfect, you know, you talk about best of cold revenge, um, you know, it's for the wink on Rooney. That's basically what it is. <laughs> wow, we have really taken a long time. All them revenge. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, just, and somehow we've assisted North Macedonia in, in, in getting there. And, yeah. and I'm feeling it. I've ordered a shirt. Uh, I'm, I'm there for it. Um, we also have, uh, obviously, potentially Wales might get through, which is nice. Um, Australia, Australia laboured, uh, couldn't qualify automatically. They're now in a uh, another qualifying group uh, where they have to beat the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, I want to make that clear, by the way, that's the Kingdom of South Saudi Arabia and not the Public Investment Fund. That is not who Australia are playing. Um, they are not playing the Public invest- Investment Fund. It is The one that owns Newcastle, that, that is separate. From the that is separate from of, the team, but right. the guy with the country and of course, the, yeah, because the Premier yep. League wouldn't have let that happen. Yep, separate. Absolutely. No, it's right. Legally, we get yep, separate. And yep. I, I feel like while we're on the subject of um, World Cup and and teams that are qualified, I mean, for the first time, uh, well, in my lifetime and basically in yours, um, Canada have qualified for the World Cup. Okay, um, this is always nice, you know, have a different country in there. Um, but you know, on the other side, and I feel like I should mention this because Oscar's not here. Christian Pulisic um, scored a hat trick um, against Panama, but but you know, Harry Kane did that as well, uh, <laughs> and he is finished and a one season wonder. So, uh, <laughs> busted and then, flush, absolute busted flush. It's just that the one season wonder. It's sort of like shares farewell tour. It's just it's just it's just been going for thirty five years, and that'll be it. In in ten years' time, Kane will be the English top goal scorer by one hundred and fifty goals. Uh, he'll have won seven Golden Boots in the Premier League, and but it still would have just been for one season. Um, and obviously, Christian Pulisic tried to do a shit celebration um, because he has none of uh, what the kids call, I believe, drip. Uh, none of that. None of. That um, so yeah, that's that's international football roundup. Yeah, good. No, I'm glad you did that. You brought me up to speed there. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you know, Granite Xhaka didn't get booked against England. Weird. Okay, what sort of looking glass are we through here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. That's, that's just I didn't understand. And and Mark, you know, obviously he put the forty grand bet on him last time to get booked. Uh, yeah. It paid off, but just not this time. Um, but let's talk about the real reason we're here. And uh, I'm quite upset at the fact that. You know, when this news broke, I wanted to call an emergency podcast, um, <laughs> but unfortunately, did. no one joined me. Um, and without Ian, uh, you know, it didn't record. Um, <laughs> and this is this is something that has has rocked the footballing community, the world, uh, me. Um, I've just been sitting on YouTube watching <laughs> compilations, uh, drinking red wine by candlelight and listening to Sarah McLachlan. Um, <laughs> the, the man himself, Mr. Box Office, Big Mike Dean, has announced at the end of the season he is retiring. Uh, I mean... Dark days. What are the words, Ian? Ian, what are the words that that come to mind at, at, at such a time like this to assuage the pain of our listeners as i as i'm sure that they will be feeling the same as us i don't know that there are any words except that refereeing is something that uh, is a, a very thankless task isn't it and every now and then a, a personality comes along certainly on the world stage you think of you know kalina who even non-footballing people knew who he was from his look mm-hmm. and his stare and <laughs> And, the, the, and literally the... pushing players. There is a video of him just pushing someone, just going like, "What are you doing? No, get back!" And again and again, it's just like, "Yeah, that's cool." But like, we need more rest. Yeah, we do. We do. But Mike Mike Dean feels like that. I don't know, like a uniquely British character. This sort of mix of performance, 
and weird arrogance and <laughs> genuine love for the game as well. Like I, he's he's paid an awful lot of money. I, I discovered in my research, and uh, but I do get the feeling that he would turn up and do it for very little money. Like he, he does seem to genuinely love football and sport generally. Um, and he genuinely, he will be a loss to the to the football pitch. So I mean, we'll, we'll talk about what what he's going on to, obviously, but because uh, we're not losing him entirely from refereeing. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's a shame to not have him in the middle anymore. I, fe- I feel like the biggest the biggest travesty I think that has come because Mike Mike Dean. I don't realise this. You know, he fe- you feel like he's been around for ages, of course, but he's been in the Premier League since two thousand. Yeah. And it feels like English refereeing as a whole has done him a disservice because of like the inadequacies of referees like Howard Webb, mm. meaning that English refs didn't get to go to international tournaments. That yeah. the world hasn't got to experience Mike Dean. Like he's done a few qualifiers, but he never mm. got to go to a major tournament. Um, that does seem ret- insane, doesn't it? Because he is, you know, our longest serving, certainly Premier League anyway, referee. You know, he's he's definitely the most well-known one that we've got. Like, and, and fans love to have an opinion on Mike Dean. And yeah, to think that he's never, never gone to a major international tournament does seem utterly bizarre to me. It's just sad. Just, just you know, uh, Euro two thousand and eight qualifier between Iceland and Latvia. I mean, what, what's that? Mm. What's that? That's Not like Rolling Stones playing a bandstand. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you don't do that. You don't. You do, You know, you don't book Jay Z for a local community center. You know what I mean? Or, well, or try, an old folks' home. But... You can try. <laughs> you probably won't be successful. No. Um, you, you know, maybe Beyonce. Maybe Ooh. she might. She might be involved. Um, <laughs> don't know, but. Yeah, it just it just feels like there was such an opportunity there because you have to retire from FIFA at forty five uh, yeah. for international, and he's fifty three now. Um, doesn't look different to what when he started. <laughs> no, no different at all. But we've had eight years of prime prime Mike Dean, and he's been absolutely superb in all aspects for those eight years. I really think he has, you know. and I think that's why it sticks. Because you know, you 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 said before, refer, referee, and we're and we're dicks to referees. We all are, mm. and I mean that both as uh, individuals, as a collective, as a football fan base, as a whatever. Because it, it it is really hard. It's bloody hard. I mean, my dad's been a referee uh, on, on like Kent Leagues and, and whatever yeah. for, God knows, must be like 30, 40 years now. Ridiculous amount of time and still absolutely loves it. But, and you know, at that level, you get scored by the teams after each game. And it's always, funnily enough, if the team won 2 3 nil, they score you a really, really good score. And if, if the other team conceded three and lost, then they do a shit. And, and it's the same for football fans. And, you know, the whole, oh, this ref has an agenda against us and this ref has an agenda. And, like, Mike Dean's actually really good. And I think his, his perceived kind of arrogance and persona kind of comes from the fact that he just fucking loves it. He just absolutely loves being box office, uh, you know, the celebrations, the the off your pops, the... Well, we'll, the get, we'll get to moments. I've got a page of Mike Dean Oh, you've moments. got a page of moments. I've, I've, watched, I've watched so many YouTube compilations. <laughs> brilliant, great. brilliant. Um, and, and, and just have it, when you see someone that is, is passionate about something they, they do or something they love, like, it's just really fun. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think it'll be a really big shame because... You know, having that extra bit of personality and that potentially and that extra bit of rapport with players, um, I'm I'm wondering what the response is actually going to be from players at the end of the season if any if any do come out and and say something about him. Some must have loved being refereed by him. Just just someone with a bit of personality because he's not beyond having some banter with them. I'm certain that there must mm-hmm. have been players that in, enjoy being refereed by Mike Dean. Surely, a hundred percent. Like, like he's got, and he's, you know, he's 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 from up in, you know, like the Liverpool area, Cheshire. Uh, he's got that scouse quickness and wit and and cheekiness and and yeah. 
that, that then becomes the persona. I mean, I was watching today. I I, I never realised this, but he was on an episode of the Peter Crouch podcast. He was, and, and, yeah. and it just just so nice and down to earth and kind of uh, realistic about you know how he is is as a fan of a sport and and understands and that delightfully self aware. Like, yeah, he really does know exactly what he is and exactly how he's seen, and he doesn't care. No, but it's a conscious choice, and it's 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 then how you know you put yourself out and whether that's how it helps you to to deal with that situation and and yeah you know by putting on a different personality in a situation so you feel like right that's that's kind of work me and this is this is me yeah. me like i had i had that feeling for years like chuck was a nickname that came from work for example and being behind a bar and and being like uh, that then being my like outward persona and then you know when i got home being being charlie and being different and and being a bit more reserved believe it or not and and y- y- you know what i mean and it, and it helps you to to kind of separate your life in that way interesting and i i, I kind of get that with mike dean like a lot and and he's just he's just fun as much as people, you know, some people were sending him death threats for sending <sighs> off an Arsenal player, like his Arsenal. Of course, you get sent off. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that as well. I tell you what, let's 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 almost row back, and we can do this a little bit, like a like a proper. This profile. is your life. Yeah, like a little bit. I've only got little bits and bobs. I mean, so. we're we're not on camera, and I do have a a, a red leather bound uh, <laughs> folder in front of me with his face on it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we'll but we'll, we'll take back. We'll just give some some key facts, some some little little tidbits from his his life, because he's quite private. Actually, it's quite hard to find stuff out about him until recently, as you say. Did done... you just say tidbits? <laughs> just if we are going to you... row back, you no, know so it's tid- I, I know it's tidbits, but for the longest time, I've said tidbits because I find it amusing to say tidbits. And then okay, cool, I've, no. like, forgotten that that's not the word now. <laughs> <laughs> so I always say tidbits and always get pulled up like you just have. <laughs> and next time I'll come to say it, I'll do the same again. Yeah. Just... And I, and I, but, but the next time I won't acknowledge it and I'll just go along <laughs> just with it. Just let it happen, yeah. Okay. Yeah, tidbits. <laughs> I always forget I do it. Right. <laughs> oh, you've put me right off now. So anyway. Sorry, mate. No worries. Mike Dean was born on the 2nd of June, 1968. And if there's any old school football ramble fans... That's One year a, from the summer of a love. A year after the summer of love. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. I'm so happy. You're welcome. In the Wirral, as you mentioned, uh, which makes him 53 years of age. And we've we discussed his age. It's genuinely impressive that he's got to 53 and still managed to referee at the absolute top level of English football, isn't it? I mean, that those referee fitness tests that they have to do are widely known as pretty pretty hardcore. The referee will cover 8, 9, 10k in a game similar to some players. So you've got to be you've got to be fit and and 53 he's done well to get to 53 and not really lose any of his you know, I don't think there's ever been my, there's been Mike Dean decisions that have been questioned for many things, but I don't think fitness has ever been something that's really been questioned. No, I don't think, I, and and it's hard because obviously, you know, it's it's the mental uh, thing of it as well because it's you know we all know what it's like when you get a bit tired and your brain just just there's just a fog, right? Mm. You try and make a really simple decision and you can't pick up on on the correct words to use or you know you forget that a pen is called a pen for example like you know we all have those moments where you're like this doesn't make any sense and so like exactly like you said you know the running stats for referees is is non-stop and trying to be in the right position and then also making those decisions and also having enough breath to blow a whistle like come on now can we you know not all the other players can have whistles and do that kind of thing but um, I mean it'd be distracting for one um, but I think you're right you know 20, 22 fucking years doing it as well like that's mad like yeah I couldn't imagine doing three games just have enough just fuck that <laughs> I'm done yeah I mean he only um, he spoke to uh, Tubes from Soccer AM uh, last year and he said that like in between seasons and he said that the only reason uh, that he would retire would be fitness, because he said there's mm-hmm. there's only so much to his experience and his like footballers as they sort of slow down, you know, they have to become even more like 
Teddy Sheringham was where when you're not fast, you have to <laughs> compensate in other ways by yeah. positionally being very good, you know, like you like you said, positionally in that. Um and he said there's only so much that experience can compensate for that. So he was obviously feeling it, you know, already and con- considering uh, his situation. Um but yeah, as I say, I think it's I think it's pretty amazing that he didn't have any any real slowdown in quality, I thought. Um so yeah, he let's let's go back and and he began refereeing in 1985 at the age of 17 and did like a decade of play, applying his trade in the lower leagues. Um whilst working at a chicken factory. <laughs> whilst working at a chicken factory. Uh he started uh, packing fillets, packing the fillets uh, for for a chicken factory. Within 2 to 3 weeks they they saw his they saw his potential as a killer. And yep. uh, moved him on to slaughter. Yep. Mike, Mike was um, on upwards of 140,000 chickens a day. <laughs> 140,000 a day. Yeah, I don't um, think that was him individually. That's a lot, but you know, that's what that's what um, you know. With uh, a little bit of hard work and a bit of will and desire, uh, we'll we'll get you. And if and if anything, I think that makes sense as the perfect preparation for you know dealing with Diego Costa. Yeah, yeah, just surely looking him in the eyes and knowing that they, you know, I can slaughter you. <laughs> I have seen death, many, many deaths. Many deaths. Uh, it's a lot of chicken, isn't it? It is a lot of chicken. But but while he was, this is the this is something that I struggle to uh, marry up. But mm. you know, I shouldn't maybe be so so classist about things. But while he was relatively young, uh, in the Wirral and working at a chicken factory. He was into ballroom dancing. Did you know that, Chuck? I did not know that. Yeah. So he's he's in in the past. He said he hasn't done it for a, for a long time, but in his teenage years and early twenties, he was into ballroom dancing. And I think this makes him a shoe in for Strictly. I mean, there's there's, <gasps> talk, there's talk of him already being the favourite to uh, to be one of the celebrities on I'm a Celebrity. Get me out of here. But Strictly's going to come calling. He. He said he has mentioned that if offered, he would have to consider it. With the previous in ballroom, this is... I mean, imagine the themed dances we could have. I mean, it's going to bring a whole new audience to Strictly, surely. I would... I I would pay cash money for this I loathe that show. Yeah, I understand that. And uh, it it will actively switch off the television if it's on, Mm -hmm. Uh, much to my parents' chagrin when when I am around there and they really want to watch it. I say, no! And then I take the batteries out and I put put the remote on a high shelf and they can't reach it. Um, But yes, I would tune into every single episode and any ITV2 slash BBC3, whatever (laughs) extended, um, uh, you know, behind the scenes with Russell Brand and Justine Lee Collins shows that they do about... (laughs) He's not on telly anymore. Um, Shows they do. Can't get on TV for love and money. And as much... Content, Mike Dean, delicious, num, 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 <laughs> creamy Mike Dean content. I mean, even if they did, because the the thing that's coming up now is that he's kind of, you know, I'm sorry, sorry that you're doing a retrospective for his life and we were concerned that perhaps we wouldn't have enough to talk about. Shock. <laughs> Strap in, guys. I thought this was going to be a 45-minute episode, but who knows? But, like, he he's potentially going to move to VAR and yes. you know how on BT Sport and other apps you can choose a camera angle? Mm. If they put a, like a Twitch-style webcam behind Mike Dean while he's watching VAR, mm. that would be the camera angle I would choose to watch a full 90 minutes of football. Absolutely, I agree. The problem is that that would get more viewers than the games. And I think the traditional broadcasters would be rather upset about that because, yeah, I want to watch Mike Dean. Infantino is trying to say about how we get the kids into football in a different way. And Arsene Wenger's going on about, you know, a World Cup every 14 days and and all this kind of shit. Mm. What we need is, because the kids, they all love the Twitch and the live streaming and the scene. Mike Dean, Twitch streams him on VAR. And yeah. I will eat that shit up for thirty pound a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. More, more so than the football. Just so bring, you know, Sky, if you're listening, I'm not subscribing to your services. <laughs> I'm not adding your packages to my thing. But if you give me Mike fucking Dean on Varcam, you, I will direct debit all of it. 
Same day, out <laughs> the door. All out my, my bank account. Take my house. <laughs> take my child. Whatever it costs. Not my child. Um, I would... What, how great would that be? It'd be so good. It would already be good enough if you could just listen to him. Listen to him on his headset and all that. Yeah, and get because him I, I'm absolutely convinced the way he would talk to the on-pitch referee, referee would be disrespectful at best. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be absolute box office. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. Right now, before we before we get on to the moments, because let's face it, that's why we love my team. The many many moments there yeah. have been. But if we if we hit some of the like more maybe more serious career career stuff, because as you say, I when I was looking through his stuff, it is disappointing that he hasn't done uh, the international tournaments. I also think it's a little bit disappointing domestically as well. The 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 big the big games he happens to have done. Uh, just mm. from the warrant of doing so many Premier League games. But, like, so the first marquee game he took on was the 2004 uh, Community Shield match. But as we all know, that's not a proper game. That's, it's a friendly. Exactly. Uh, he was due to referee the 2006 FA Cup final between Liverpool and West Ham. Um, but when Liverpool, and that had been announced, like, that he was refereeing that final. Mm-hmm. And then. Liverpool won their semi-final and it was decided by the FA that despite their, quote, complete faith in Dean's refereeing ability, integrity and impartiality, the fact that he's from the Wirral might lead to comment and debate which would place him under undue additional pressure. Right. Now... Referees don't have enough pressure. (laughs) Yeah. Can you... I can't really imagine that happening now. I don't know whether that's me being naive, but... That feels a bit antiquated, doesn't it? Oh, he's from Liverpool. We like he doesn't support Liverpool. Famously, mm. <laughs> we all know who he supports. With the, <laughs> the video of him going mental, <laughs> so, uh, he supports Tranmere Rovers. But yeah, just just taking him off of an FA Cup final because he is from Liverpool seems a bit much. It's it? a strange one, but I guess because it's hard. Like, what level do you then go to of impartiality? Because mm. if if I've always thought this is strange, because like if he says he's from Liverpool, so he can't referee those games, right? Well, then anyone that Liverpool is potentially in competition with, uh, let's say at the top of the league or in or potentially in the FA Cup final, yeah, uh, or the FA Cup, like another branch, sorry, of the game, mm. or should he then? Referee that because potentially he he's got an impartiality. Exactly. Like, Whatever he does, he's going to have an impact on outcomes. So and yeah. and also surely that's really easy to see because you look at surely because referees would get assessed on this and look at it anyway. The level of of um, decisions that are made, uh, be that correctly or incorrectly, how they're apportioned between the teams. You can see based on balance of play whether that's the case. You can see based on history is that a fair, a, a usual average of, of mm-hmm. results or whatever um, to, to decisions for a team because yeah, there's uh, you're a professional and and you're like literally on TV, so it's to to go for such a easy wanton kind of I'm going to throw this game because like I'm from Liverpool and that would be a thing like. I don't think that's you know, especially like you said, off off the back of a statement where they say, "Oh, we fully, fully yeah. agree and 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 know that he would be impartial, or whatever." But we don't like, want to put just... him under pressure. I'm like, I'm sure he would have been. Give me the pressure, like you know. Don't worry about yeah. that. You know, I fucking yeah. eat that shit up, and 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 you you know. But then I suppose it's whether then you go, they he potentially go the opposite way or whatever. Um, but I know my dad's kind of claim to fame with him refereeing was he assessed. Uh, the referee Steve Bennett, who was like a big Premier League referee for quite a few years, and I think went to international tournaments as well. So I know um, the name, yeah. He was quite well known, and he was from Orpington. I mean, he still referees now. He's like the head of the Kent Kent County referees or something like that, and still referees every so often. Um, and he was he's also a Palace fan, and so he said like you have to declare it and you have to say, and then. Yeah. You know, the same kind of thing, like, oh, I can't ever referee a Palace game because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't be impartial. But then, yeah, to what level? So does that mean he can never referee a Charlton game, a Millwall game? Yeah, that's the thing, though. He had refereed previously Liverpool and Everton games. It was just deemed that this FA Cup final was 
too important. But like I say, I just can't see that happening now. It's, it's bizarre. And the, the thing that, that I thought was a bit tragic is because he said beforehand he was absolutely ecstatic. It's every referee's dream to, to, to do a big cup final. He gets it taken away for what I think is a bit of a silly reason. And then he gets he does finally get the FA Cup uh, final two years later. But yeah. it's Portsmouth and Portsmouth Cardiff and City. Cardiff. It's not the same, <laughs> is it? It's not the same as Liverpool West Ham. I, uh, you know, no, no disrespect to Portsmouth and Cardiff City. Yeah, but... bring on, bring on the <laughs> South Coast and Welsh complaints. <laughs> but I don't think it is the same as a sort of Liverpool. I don't know. I just I felt that was a little bit like you, you, we've say we've had been a bit a bit disappointed with, that Mike Dean hasn't been given the really big stuff it just seems like that's a disappointing I don't know, FA Cup because final. we say it, you know Mike Dean isn't box office then and doesn't get the big stuff but you know Portsmouth winning that FA Cup final led to them going out of business <laughs> so in a way Always involved did in Mike the Dean get the bigger game you know? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a fair point yeah Portsmouth had far too many um, bonuses put on because they got all these players for cheap didn't they and then they were on performance based bonuses and they were like shit if we win the FA Cup and then Portsmouth have got to the FA Cup the next final the next year and if they'd won that it would have been even worse yeah yeah <laughs> good times good times indeed um so let's jump forward a little bit um in in September 2015 uh, Arsenal fans launched a petition to prevent uh, Mike Dean from refereeing uh, their games not like them, Arsenal fans is it yeah following a match against Chelsea over 100,000 fucking lunatics with nothing better to do sign that petition um which at the time because it uh, that that was when that uh, you know the change.org petition thing was uh, a thing where if if you got over 100,000 uh, it might be debated in parliament and everyone seemed to think that meant if it got over 100,000 it definitely would be debated in parliament as if they wouldn't yeah. just fucking throw it out because it's ridiculous but um yeah so that came after he sent off to arsenal players uh, but didn't take action against Diego Costa, um, both of which the FA reviewed afterwards and uh, reduced the Arsenal players' fine, uh, ban and gave Diego Costa a three-game ban, so it probably wasn't his best day at the office um, mm-hmm. with with Arsenal there. But, I mean, yeah, that is... Is that when you've made it as a referee, when you get that sort of nonsense? You get Chelsea fans doing it with Anthony Taylor and, and stuff like that. Is that... Is, is that when you've broken through beyond the sort of referee thing to be a bit of I a legend? I think that's <laughs> definitely a bit of a jumping the shark moment. That <laughs> yeah. like there's no turning back from that. You know, like there's no yeah. reading that packet. I mean, what year did you say that was? 2015. That was 2015. Yeah. So it's seven years later, and you know there's going to be Arsenal fans that are still going on about it, and, and it's just and it's just be. part of the of the thing and part of the legend and part of, you know, the, the tapestry that builds up these people that um, you don't really hear from ever. It's really weird. Like I didn't even realize that Mike Dean, Peter Grouch podcasting was a thing. And then I was trying to think because we, we, we say fairly often about like referees and they're not necessarily held accountable and they get to hide and whatever. But I can't even think of apart from Peter Walton on BT, Mm. Like, like actually hearing a referee speak even no like the first time i heard i mean i hate mark clattenberg i absolutely hate him um but the first time i heard him speak with his incredibly soft um <laughs> newcastle accent yeah uh, i was just so disarmed and alarmed of, of like what he sounded like and god knows like what does john moss how does john moss speak how does you know what is what is anthony taylor um <laughs> And, and and so I think it's it's quite strange that then the only time you see this person is is someone that kind of especially when they're wearing black as well that just kind of buzzes around like a fly on the pitch, occasionally <laughs> making noise and and potentially pissing you off, you know. And I, I think it's it's strange. Like, do you do you genuinely think um, that if we got to hear from referees more, not necessarily like having to justify all their decisions? But do you think that might make things better? I don't know. I don't know. Not to take it on the serious tangent away from Big Mike Dean, but just like I would have loved to, like over the last few years, just to have heard more from him. I want more, Mike Dean. Yeah. The the problem is that you, you, I guess if if you're going to make like a referee's press conference a thing, it happens for all of them. 
Uh, it's not like you can't pick and choose because yeah, I would like to hear from Mike Dean after every match he's ever refereed. Like that I mean, would be I, that it, would be brilliant. It will become a subscription after this. <laughs> exactly, this is, this is filled of dreams, Ian. We're going to put it out there. <laughs> They're going to build it. Yeah, and we you will know. definitely come. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't know. There's certain referees I, I probably don't want to hear from, and I, I don't know whether it in, would increase the witch hunt thing or decrease it. I'm not sure which way that would go. If I'm absolutely honest, um, and because also I don't think it would help. Because you say that when managers come out, often they'll say things in the heat of the moment, and that always, like, I'm always a bit dubious of that because. When I'm watching football, it seems like it takes about 45 fucking minutes for them to come out. And I've sometimes worked on football matches and you're like, for fuck's sake, what are you doing in there? We all want to go home. Come the fuck out. And you've got time to cool down. Like, But what I'm saying is that it's always the discourse of they said things in the heat at the moment. Would you get the same from referees? Would you get a balanced, nuanced I don't know. I, I don't know if it would help or hinder, but I understand exactly what you're saying. There are certain personalities in the game that we have not heard enough from because, yeah, I, I agree. In the sort of in, in, in setting up for this podcast, I sort of listened and watched a couple of things. And even though I'm not sure he's my sort of bloke, like I'm not sure I'd survive going for a pint with him because <laughs> I think his person, sheer force of personality might overwhelm me. Um, I really enjoyed it, and it's a shame. We, it is a shame we haven't heard more from him. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like he's got to the senior point now. I mean, so senior that he's retiring from the actual middle of the park game. But we, it, that he can do these things, he can do these media appearances, and either not get bollocked or he's too big to care. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, but, but, but it but is a shame thing, we've like, not seen feels, more of him it, because it does feel like the way they try and protect referees is to hide them away even more, and then that just me. I don't know. It, yeah. It's like. It, it it's like how may, maybe especially people that have listened to this might have experienced through COVID, right? Is that if you've started a job and worked with people and you've only been doing stuff on a, through a screen, like on a on a Teams or Skype or Zoom or, or whatever, and this is how you get to meet people and you see how they are a certain way and then the screen switches off and you're like, well, I don't really understand that. Like, I don't get that person or whatever. And you start to formulate that image in your head of what they're like. And then by spending more time face-to-face or or just just more time generally chatting out then you get like a more rounded image and a bit Mm. more humanized but you know i've been i've been very critical of this weird like the whole var versus ref thing right where they say it's oh it's about getting the decision right well it's not it's it's kind of about the deification of this person who is in control that's it it has to absolutely be about how this one person has full control and responsibility for all the laws and the actions that happen on this pitch in a in a weird fucking way Mm. and by doing that and then having them completely separate and having this thing where like managers can't question them on the pitch without getting booked or you know they just get hidden away for a couple of games and then get brought out that then the that's the only interaction that you have with that person and therefore you know it means that that vitriol that anger that um displeasure at seeing them that weariness that oh is this referee again like just exists in a constant and means that you know a ref having a good game is never noticed Ever? Yeah. Because you're not really, I, I, it sounds stupid, like you're not really rooting for him. You're not, there's no personality there other than someone wearing black or or whatever luminous colour they're wearing this week. Yeah. Just is on the pitch. Well, yeah, I understand exactly. I mean, we low level have the same joke going in the job I do, which is sound engineer for TV. Like, you only notice me if I fuck up. Like no one ever notices that. No one ever watches TV and goes good sound. And I include directors I work with. Like, you know, they will always go, "Oh, well done, everyone. That looked great." Yeah, how the fuck did it sound, mate? Like, did you, you know, but you don't get noticed unless you fuck up. And um, that is that is completely the same with referees. You know, you you so rarely hear unless it's been a derby and they've managed it particularly well. You so rarely hear that referees had a good mm. game. And Mike Dean's had a, had a lot of good games. He's had a fucking lot of good games. I mean, you know. probability states. He's done a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he really has. We're talking over five hundred. Uh, over 500 games and and let's talk briefly let's talk cards <laughs> cards so by mere virtue we we celebrated <laughs> Ashley Young getting his 100 Fred card 
<laughs> oh, we did, we did. Yeah, that was his hundredth, wasn't it? A second book of books for Ashley Young. <laughs> And what a time it was. We were yeah. waiting for it, and it was he was on 99, and you thought, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, it's going to happen, and he did it. Bless yeah. him. Yeah, I think he's the only referee to have sent off Ashley Young. I think Ashley Young's been sent off twice, and I think it's both Mike Dean. I'll oh, really? Do, I'll mm. double-check that before I put this out, but I think nah, I, I think don't I um, Now, you, the completest in you, Chuck, I think will like this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to theanalyst.com, uh, there's an exhaustive list of Mike Dean's 114. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saw that when I Googled. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I only just found it before we started recording and thought, oh, if if I start down this thread. <laughs> it's good. Starts with Nobby Solano. <laughs> it won't, we won't get recording. This is what I'm really looking forward to. Like, it's going to make me sit. This is, this is genuinely, when I heard and saw um, that, that Mike Dean was retiring, I was so sad, but now, like, thinking about it, the amount of con- Mike Dean content that's going to get generated. That can, yeah, that we can start to enjoy. Yeah. I can start really, oh, mm. Every Mike Dean Premier League red card in chronological order. <laughs> that's got something for me, something for you, something for Oscar in that. It's so good. Like, it ticks all of our boxes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought... There's some there's some good reading there for later. I just picked out you know as I was going down just like red ones I recognised and stuff. But yeah, good stuff there from the analyst. <laughs> really enjoyed that. So um, all I've really got left is uh, the moments, and I think I'll I'll sort of maybe th- throw to you because uh, I don't know if you've done what I've done and written some down or whether you've just got no nope. Mike Dean moments ready to ready to go as a lot of people have. So I think what what are your favourite Mike Dean moments? <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's got. You start from the walkout, the the, the camera angle, <laughs> the seriousness, the 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 fetishization of the football on the plinth, and the camera really close in, and probably you know no uh, whatever it is, Clive, Clive Tildesley being like really serious and doing it, and it's live if that's even him, and then you just Martin got Mike Tyler, Dean walking is, yeah. up. Mike Tyler, that's the one. Mike Dean just pulling a face like, what the fuck is this, like. <laughs> Proper grimacing. Like, is this thing gonna like when I lift this ball off? Is it gonna shoot fireworks out of it? Is this thing like, why are we doing this? What was wrong? What was wrong with me just bringing a ball out of the the changing room? You know, why does it? It doesn't even have a sponsor on it. It's just, you know what I mean? Uh, Like, and and he he did it once with all the bubbles coming out at West Ham, and just his face is a beautiful picture because he's just angry and. Blinking because he's like fucking soap in my eyes and he's dickhead singing about bubbles. And I've got to pick this ball up and pretend. Just what a way to what he's the only referee that should probably have his own walk on, like WWE style walk on. Oh dear, I feel like it'd be before. Uh, it became the England anthem, and that only literally happened uh, this this Euros. I feel like he'd come on some classic track like Sweet Caroline or something like that. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Just so it's sort of delightfully retro in its uh, its uh, feeling. You know. Um, yeah. Anything else comes comes to mind? Uh, well, <laughs> my do we want to jump straight to favourites? Yeah, why not? You, you, this, you know, this has been scattergun. Go straight to your favourite. It might be the same. For so many, many reasons, it's off your pot. Of course, right. Okay, I didn't necessarily think you'd go that way, but I should have realised because it's... Is it Lewis Dunk? It was Lewis <laughs> Dunk. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I think in the season where he got like three red cards yes. and five own goals. Fucking hell, yeah. FPL, he was a nightmare, yeah. Yeah, and Mike Dean did a no-look, second yellow, <laughs> off your pop. You're clear as day on the cameras, no arguing from the player. Yeah. And it, it just that encapula- encapsulates him so much. You know, the, you know, you say, like, the no-look yellow cards and, and the look on his face, <laughs> just like a... Like a disappointed parent, like, I'm not, I can't even look at you right now. You know but what you've he, done. He couples that with, like, uh, the... He flicks the card between his like second and third finger. He doesn't even like necessarily hold it. Like it's a flick of the card out of the pocket. No mm-hmm. look. I mean, if you look up panache in a dictionary, 
feel like that's what it's going to say. You can have a picture of Mike Dean just going, and not with his thumb, with his second and third finger, flicking out a no-look yellow card. Just, just as, as nonchalantly as he's flicking a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's probably why, actually, the, the, yeah, the second and third finger works, actually, yeah. It's a James Dean style, sort of. It's just unbelievable. But, yeah, of course, so Lewis Dunk, off you pop. That is absolutely classic. Just... You know what you've done, off you pop. Yeah, exactly. Now, this one I didn't look up, but I, I remember hearing about it on Football Ramble a long time ago, and I think it was Dean. If I'm misrepresenting this, then I'm sorry, but uh, I think it was him that when when he was sending off a player, he was a, it was a long way away from him, and he, <laughs> he goes, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, red. <laughs> I'm sure that was Mike. I'm if it's sure not, that it certainly was Mike sounds like it. Well. I will double check. That. But yeah. um, so, right, what else have we got? I mean, he's he's done uh, slapping substitutes on the arse as he sends them on, like he's the fucking gaffer. Yeah, <laughs> like very, not, yeah. Adnan Yanazai back in the yes. day coming yeah. on for for Marcus Rashford, um, just a little slap on the arse. Someone else, you know, <laughs> running past him. Yeah, just a quick tap. Just let just let them know you're there, Mike. You know, let them know you're there. <laughs> exactly. They're going to know it's you, because um, no other referee would do that. Um, the the hiding the ball from Sergio Aguero. Uh, whenever he gets a hat trick, he seems uh, Mike Dean seems to like to hide hide the ball from him. Yeah, uh, pop, pops it up his shirt. Pops up and... his shirt. Very tight shirts. <laughs> Yeah, really tight. Really and tight, like like such a tight shirt, but also such an expandable material that that the ball <laughs> would also fit, but then not able to get out. And you're just thinking, Aguero's probably thinking that's really sweaty now. If I've been running around for ninety minutes, my back is sweating. Yeah, yeah. There's a river going down my spine, <laughs> you know. And now you've just put a ball. He's gonna Aguero probably went in and went. Can I get another ball? <laughs> we, exactly, did, you know, yeah. we didn't just play with this one can I get a different one or at least a squeegee speaking of Aguero actually Mike Dean um, refereed didn't he referee the City QPR game that game yeah he had to book Aguero afterwards <laughs> he booked him <laughs> he booked him for taking off his shirt during that celebration but, did you, but, but that was another thing I noticed that again I'm just going back to the, the, the content I've had the Peter Crouch one because they, they asked him about that yeah, and and he said if it was a second yellow card, I, I well, I think the way I took it was that he wouldn't have booked him. He he said he would have thought about it or something like that. Yeah, and he would have taken the hit on that one or something. And now I took that to mean that he wouldn't have booked him. Yeah. But now I'm thinking maybe he just would have and would have just been like, this is fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to know which way he would have gone with it, really, because it would have been serious public enemy time if he sent off the goal scorer of that fucking goal. <laughs> it probably really irks him that he refereed that match because it's yeah. such an iconic moment yeah. in Premier League history and no one remembers that it was Mike Dean, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, it probably does, actually, because the, the referee's role in that game d- does yeah. seem... Well, although it was all kicking off at one point, weren't it, with Joey it was, Barton They went and down all... to 10 men. They, yeah. uh, QPR were ahead and then went down to 10 men late. That's why. That's why it was also so iconic. Yeah, I might need to watch that game back and uh, check out Dino's involvement because <laughs> I'm sure it was I'm sure it was bigger than I'm remembering actually. But yeah, he probably is annoyed now that he didn't give Aguero a yellow earlier in the match. Yeah, that couldn't have then been a, a second yellow card. Yeah, I imagine so. But then, I mean, there's there's just the sort of classic stuff that the the always seem to do, like just outrageous stances when giving penalties. Uh the, the Raheem Sterling one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it now. I'm doing the pose. <laughs> yeah. And then so proud of himself that like Leg, legs, I've given yeah. it. Yep. End the pose. Right. I'm going to walk this way now. <laughs> Just such purpose. Just can. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, shouting down uh, John Terry when uh, John, I can't remember who it was he was going to send off. And he was about to raise the red card, and John Terry sort of tries to put his hand down, like like that's gonna fucking stop him. And he just fucking he goes out, shouts about him, and I can't lip read as well as the off you pop moment. But it's it's you know he's telling him where to it's go. Something like, "What are you doing, John?" <laughs> he says, "John, John." That's amazing, isn't it? What are you doing, John? What are you <laughs> doing, John? Oh man! Anytime he's... any footballer touched him, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Any t- yeah. any time. 
any footballer came near. He's just like this look of, yeah. like they'd be talking and obviously pleading their case and he's just looking at the touch, looking at the player, looking at the touch, <laughs> looking where he touches. Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Just backing off. <laughs> Did it with Arteta and laughed like, why are you, why yes. are you touching me? <laughs> yeah. But then we'd do things like, oh, let me have a sniff of the vapour rub that's on the assistant referee's <laughs> chest. That's a bit weird, Mike. Right, uh, we're going to shake hands now. It's <laughs> a weird thing to do, Mike. Um, we uh, we haven't... So the, the, probably the top of the pops on the moment. Top of the off your pops. <laughs> top of the off your pops. Very nicely done. That's the, episode, that's the episode title. Make sure you remember that. Top of the off your pops. Is probably the celebration of the Tottenham <laughs> goal or the Tottenham advantage. As Mike would like you to believe he's he, celebrating. He didn't celebrate the goal. He just did a bloody good advice. Refere- I I learned I learned and qualified as a referee. I did my minimum games and did I you? never went back to it after I got called a fucking cheat by a twelve year old. Um oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. And uh I got called a fucking cheat after I played an advantage and a bloody good advantage of that. But <laughs> I did not reel off in celebration, sadly. <laughs> it was it was a pre-Mike Dean era uh, for me. At this point, of course, anyway. the simpler time. They, they said, you know, obviously, because you're assessed as you go, like a, a more experienced referee is watching you while you do it, and, and they, you know, make notes and then talk to you afterwards. Right. And they always said, if you can get the, the, the correct signal in for playing an advantage, which is the two hands out, like he said at the time, and you can play the advantage... They bloody love that and you'll get decent marks for it. And I think that was just it. Mike Dean was giving a masterclass that day for all aspiring young referees out there of making the signal, playing the advantage, it leading to a positive, and then just a, just as he just reeling round and like Loving kind it. of join the celebration yeah. and just like doing the point <laughs> back to the, the centre circle and just running and not start. Oh. It's it's a, just a perfect storm, isn't it? Because as you say, uh, as he said, um, you've mentioned the Peter Peter Crouch podcast, and he said on on the Peter Crouch podcast that um, he like if uh, if there's an incident in the box, you don't usually play on. It's usually a penalty or you leave it, and he doesn't. He plays the advantage, and and Tottenham go on a score. Which, as you say, you know you don't want to be an enemy of football, do you? That's that's what we want. We want. You know, flowing football, and we want goals. And the, <laughs> the problem is, everything is just cranked up to Mike Dean levels. So he's put his hands up for play on. The goal has already been scored, and he's still got his hands up for play on. And as you say, he doesn't just stop, turn around, and walk no. towards the centre circle. He <laughs> wheels around in that long arc. Like running with his hands up and then when he gets to the sort of apex of his turn and he decides to go back towards the centre centre circle, he's thrusting his finger at the centre circle and he's like, this whole thing looks like a huge celebration. Just arms up, it's... never going down, wheeling round and then pointing, thrusting towards the centre circle. I, I have made this. I understand this. so much <laughs> now why you hate laps of honour because the, the lap of honour was completed that day day it was was completed the arc of mike dean was to ruin the lap of honor for you forever (laughs) oh ian i'm so happy but also like so upset for you at the same time (laughs) how do i find this joy back in my life (laughs) i don't know but yeah it's so good it's so good and he he, as he's talked about it before he (laughs) He said, uh, when I saw it on TV, I thought, fucking hell, I'm going to get a bit of a bollocking tomorrow. (laughs) It's the most bizarre Mike Dean thing I've ever done. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. It's the the little, you you know, it's like the little things, you know, the stuff that you remember. But like, it just Mm. seems so insignificant at the time. But every time it happens, sparks joy. Every time the ball comes near him, nutmeg. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, he fucking loves it. Even if it. Even if it's like going to the side of him, he will make a point of stepping over it. Not doing it. I will go, yeah. I will not move I will away. risk touching it to make sure that I get the. If get you're going to need to have a drop ball, you're going to have a drop ball, but I'm bloody doing this. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. Oh dear. It's. You've, you've, you've cheered me up a little bit, Chuck, during this because 
I hadn't contemplated what you said earlier that his retirement or his move into VAR and let's face it, eventual retirement will mm-hmm. mean that we get media appearances. And I had not considered that as an upside of his retirement. There's got to be, you know, like, yeah, they have Peter Walton on BT, which just that oh, helps nothing. No, <laughs> because they just then it's just another referee that you can berate. Yeah. And that's all he's there for. Just a lightning rod. <laughs> And he will only ever agree with the referee on the field. So that's yeah. it. Um, and like Sky Sports could get Mike Dean. Mike Dean could do that. Mike Dean could just be, just get him on Twitch for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's such a genius it's idea. Money to be made. Give him an OnlyFans account for fuck's sake. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry me the fuck up. <laughs> I'll pay seven ninety nine a month. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. I'll sure. keep tipping him. <laughs> like it's it's what we need, and so it's it's the fact that how how does this work? Does it mean that by Mike Dean becoming, I mean whether it's the head of VAR or whatever, you know, we're not necessarily seeing uh, anything concrete at the minute. We're just no. kind of seeing it's a senior. Well, we role. just assume he's going to sort it all out. <laughs> That's what we're but doing. Do we finally get then? Because Mister Box Office himself is there, that VAR gets to take more control of games away from the the cult of the on-pitch referee. Is Mike Dean, is this the Skynet situation that sees the death <laughs> of all referees on pitch? Hmm. I don't mind it. Yeah. You know, in, in every situation, someone's the Miles Dyson, and he wasn't a fan of it before. You know, he said he hated the idea. He was one of the biggest advocates for not having VAR and not was wanting he? someone in his ear. Yeah. Was he? Well, now... <laughs> You know, I like that. He's created this. <laughs> it's it's just it it, it it's got to be. It's, it can only be a good thing. He's still involved, surely, right? Please, please. please. Oh, I've enjoyed this, Chuck. I've really enjoyed this one. You needed this. We we need to celebrate as much as we criticise referees and that. And yeah, he gets paid two hundred grand a year, which in football terms is nothing. But fuck me, that's True. a lot of money. Well, it is a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> How many games a season do they do? 30? 25? 30? It's a lot of money (laughs) on a pro rata basis. It's it's up there. But they're absolutely thankless. And I think if more referees had that presence, had that persona, Mm. had that clear love that, that, that doesn't seem to be like, I don't know, some referees where it's like, oh, I'm getting revenge because I didn't get picked at football kind of attitude. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, you get that kind yeah. of energy with some and referees. That's super harsh, because as you say, I think anyone that goes into refereeing, which, uh, £200,000 aside, for the vast majority of referees is a thankless task, as you say, you, you have to love the game, surely. And it might be true that referees might get into refereeing because they couldn't, excel at the game themselves they still fucking love football you don't turn up yeah. and get shouted at by 22 blokes non-stop and and the and crowd the 30 40 50 60 <laughs> yeah. 70, exactly if you don't fucking love football we, can, we can't go without without not mentioning that amazing video that came of him at a tranmere game of course uh, when yeah. I, was it i feel like it was in a cup competition it was a, it was a, um, a playoff i don't know whether it was a semi-final i think it was a semi-final um against forest green yes yeah. Okay. And yeah, he that makes absolutely sense. Absolutely went ballistic. He's standing <laughs> on like a barrier, and yeah. everyone's going mental around him. But then, just in the sea, in the throng of chaos, <laughs> just one man stands above all else. The one above and all he others. Knows who he is? Yeah, he's still willing to. <laughs> He put himself up and above everyone else to do that. Fist grabbing, pointing, (laughs) celebrating more than anything ever. And just just showing... I I think that was a bit of a turning point for a lot of people. Yeah, I I think Because before that, you just had on-pitch Mike Dean. And then you were like, holy shit, Mike Dean just fucking loves football. Yeah. And is just a normal person. And has admitted to singing the referee's a wanker. (laughs) He's been a traveling well, I, I mean, think, if anything, uh, he's best positioned to know. Because, you know what, yeah. He is a wanker. Um, <laughs> this guy definitely is a wanker. 
yeah, I mean, there's 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 so much still to come. I think with Mike Dean, I I looked to try and see uh, what games he's going to be on uh, for the rest of the season, but they're not they're not announced yet. Um, I hope he gets the FA Cup final. That'd or something. Good. He's got to get like, a good send off, hasn't he? Yeah. He's got to get something big. Uh, have him in a guard of honor. Um, yeah. Giving everyone, everyone gets a <laughs> no look yellow card at the end of the match. <laughs> flick, flick, flick. All of you. And, just and yellow cards all round. You know, just to, to sum it up in this um, great Guardian article by um, Gary Blendenning or whatever his name is, <laughs> it, it, it rounds off the article. There's some great quotes in there, but it rounds off the article. Um, that Dean is as well placed as anyone in the country to help iron out the kinks that continue to bedevil VAR and its use in English football. And if anyone can master the art of no-look video assistance, <laughs> it surely is him. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. We we love you, Mike. Um, hopefully one day I get to meet you. Hopefully one day I get to be like you uh, and be up there. We hope this has been a proper tribute. I think. And yeah, I hope we get a Twitch channel out of it. For fuck's sake, I might start messaging him every day. So Mike, do you know about Twitch? Do you know what this is? Do you want to yeah. reach more people? Maybe I could be Mike Dean's PR. Who fucking knows? Definitely. Uh, Definitely. I just love it that much. Um, thank you very much then for indulging us. Um, we would round up the fixtures that are coming for next week, but I, I can't be bothered, and yeah. my face hurts so much. <laughs> I haven't smart. I don't think I stopped just smiling about Mike Dean. No, we, we haven't. We haven't even been on video. Video, so it's not like it's for anyone else other than myself but I, I think in, in whatever little way we can in this crazy crazy world we haven't even mentioned the fact that Roman Abramovich has maybe been the victim of a chemical oh, attack God, that's joyous uh, but you know take take solace from a, a bloke a bloke from Cheshire um, <laughs> who just bloody loves things go watch a Mike Dean compilation have a bit of joy um, thank you very very much for listening uh, take care Ian Cheers, Chuck. I've really enjoyed this one. Thanks, it's mate. It's been great. Uh, we hope you have all enjoyed that. Shout out as well to our producers, Johnny Worthington, Nate Whittam, Mark Daffin, Sam Danby, Jeff Pedder, Andy Pempres from Sutton. And from each and every one of us, we send all of our love, uh, friendship, whatever, hugs, kisses, uh, everything to our very good friend and Patreon, Mr. Tom Townley as well. We hope this has brought you a little bit of joy and a little bit of laughter as well, mate. Uh, take care everyone and bye bye uh, right okay cool well I haven't got the tunage no and I was just thinking I was waiting for you to say hey there sports fans but that's no, not this it's, one it's is it? not that one no it's a proper no. oh shit <laughs> yeah, well, have you got to come up with something now um intro 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 um what's, what's a Will Smith song <laughs> Very good. Um, just the two of us, Miami, uh, getting jiggy with it. Uh, Party in the city where the heat is on all night, uh, all night and day. Party no. in the city where the heat is, heat on, is on all night on. and the beach till the break of dawn. All night on the beach till the break till of I break dawn. your jaw. <laughs> Welcome to the Oscars, where I slap Chris Rock in the face. Okay, uh, it's, it's lovely to see the sausage being made. Chuck, I'll be honest. <laughs> No, I'm just, you know, I'm glad I invited you for the tour of the factory, you know? Because <laughs> you, yeah. you, you, you were leaning over the, the vat and something slipped out of your pocket and fell in and inexplicably you made, yeah. you made the recipe better. <laughs> I'm happy to be the, the grain of sand that the pearl <laughs> was built around. <laughs> the irritant that kills the oyster that is yeah. this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Delightful.